On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Julius Langkild from Christopher Kluse Eyewear. What an awesome conversation, guys. We talked about a few things that we have never talked about on this podcast before. One of them was getting celebrity endorsements. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who because uh, you're going to have to listen to this episode, but Julius was able to get an absolutely massive uh, celebrity endorsement uh in and uh, and it was really just a matter of just pounding the pavement and making some phone calls and uh, yeah you guys are definitely not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid seven figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, how about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news, our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world, but we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Parker. It's the first card built exclusively for e-commerce. With the Parker card, you can access up to $10 million in zero interest credit with a rolling 60-day payback terms, meaning that you get true net 60 on every single transaction. If you're an e-commerce operator and you care about your business, get rid of your consumer-oriented mindset and stop optimizing for Amex travel rewards. Instead, use Parker and start learning about what your card partner can do for your business. What can you do with the cash flow freed up by using Parker's net 60 terms, you might ask? You can pump more money into advertising. You can test out that new channel or that new piece of content that you've been sitting on. You can increase your inventory orders. The list goes on and on and on. If you want to do more with your cash flow and grow your e-commerce business, Parker is the card for you. And yes, Parker is currently offering a $1,000 sign-up bonus for UpGrowth listeners. So go to getparker.com, chat with their team today, and please make sure to let them know where you came from. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today I am joined by Julius Langkild all the way from Denmark. I know I didn't pronounce it absolutely correctly, but it was kind of the best I could do. So so there's there's a joke. This is somewhere around episode 400, some, somewhere around here. And man, I probably got 200 of the 400, the names wrong. And a bunch of those are solo episodes where I don't even have to say names. So um, from Christopher Kluse, Julius, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thank you, Jordan. It's good to, to be here. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I think there's going to be a lot of awesome things uh, that we can talk about. Uh, and I think that you're going to bring a ton of value. For people who know nothing about you or anything about Christopher Kluse, tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you guys do. Of course. Well, we are a Danish eyewear brand and we started in 2017. We are on a mission to dress a million faces across the planet with our eyewear. And uh, throughout the way of uh, our company, we also decided to make our frames uh, from biodegradable materials, meaning that once we leave the planet someday and we have sold and dressed uh, a million faces with our eyewear, 
well, we leave the planet the same way we entered it. So we want to make the story full cycle once we, uh, we are complete with our mission. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. How close are you to that mission? Are, are you guys getting, are you getting there? Are you getting towards the million faces? Yes. Well, we, we'd like to, to say that by now we are 20% of the journey and we want it to be complete by 2025. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. I'd love to hear a little bit about the, the origin story. Where did this, this come from? Uh, where was the initial growth and traction? So the original founder story is uh, a good story, actually. So while I like to describe myself as one of the co-founders of the company, I didn't start the company myself. Uh, this was a story of two guys coming together uh, in Copenhagen back in 2017, 2016, maybe even. And uh, they, they had some difficulties really getting this brand going. And I think the other co-founder back then maybe wanted to pursue a career and, and just working full-time and, and all fairness to him, you know, that's really what he wanted to do. And he really just didn't want to continue this entrepreneurial journey. So they came to me and asked if, if I wanted to essentially overtake his shares. And um, by then they had a hundred followers on Instagram. They had managed to get the frames into one store north of uh, Copenhagen. Okay. Okay. Uh, the frames were selling to you know people coming in from the streets, and I thought, well, with this very very limited effort that they're actually able to deliver results, well, you know what what might happen if we actually scale it up, and uh, that's why I went into totally. it and uh, and started this journey with uh, Christopher Clues. Awesome, awesome, that's great. So let let's talk about that journey because you guys have grown pretty substantially over the years. Um, uh, you know, it's funny this this started as a marketing podcast, right? That was the original intent of this was to help teach people marketing. We ended up sort of pivoting at one point to where because I really believe that all systems of a business are really connected, right? And so you know, retail works with online, that works with custom, and works with all of these different things. Um, all to create a, a real big flywheel. What were some of those first steps that you guys took uh, as far as growth after being in that first location? So back then, I think the the original uh, co-founders had a vision of uh, just just starting a brand. And we just sensed in the beginning that, that it was really difficult building a new brand without having some sort of presence and we, we really had zero investment from the outside. We were bootstrapping our way to growth and that was tough. I mean, uh, I and, yeah, but it always is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And um, we, we just decided that a good way to generate some revenue and get some cash flow going was to really sell our product into some local opticians. And once we saw that model really working, working for us, we, we also decided to do a trip around Europe uh, to do the same. And uh, our founder story is that the two original founders of the company, who unfortunately are not with us anymore, uh, but they met a man called Christopher Clues at a beach club in the south of France, the Paloma Beach Club, which is also why we named our first frame the Paloma. Uh, so the, the storyline cool. really Love goes it. well into this French Riviera and uh, everything there is to a, a good summer vacation. And um, so we traveled down to the south of France and, and sold the eyewear into optical stores, some of the French beat shops, and, and we just got some momentum from that. And by building this physical presence, we also started to see that with some little marketing efforts back in the day, we, we were also able to conduct some online sales. 
And that's really where we saw the, the early momentum getting going. Gotcha, gotcha. So I, I know that we had talked about, you know, you visiting Vancouver at one point. Did you guys ever make that move into North America with your eyewear? Yes. So, uh, and and not to focus too much on the, the founder versus co-founder story part of it, but uh, I had to do my, my graduate degree in the US on the West Coast in, uh, in the Bay Area. And uh, I just took the company with me when I went there also. So I had one year to finalize my degree. And uh, that yeah. was kind of a fundraise against time to really have a company ready for me once I completed my studies. So I had a year, a race against time for, to make a company that could support my living afterwards. And uh, that, that was just a, a fun journey to be against. And living in the Bay Area, we started to really uh, go out there hitting stores. Uh, and I think within the first called two months, we were available in 30 new stores across California. Then we did trips to uh, Arizona, Texas. It became Seattle, Vancouver. Uh, then it became Chicago. And all of a sudden, within the first year, we were available in, in 100 stores across the U.S. So it, it was wow. just a, a, such a fun journey back then. And, and talk to me about how you actually got into these stores. Like, who are you talking to at these optometrist clinics? Like, because I'm, I'm assuming that's the majority of, of where you're trying to sell into. Exactly. Like, are you calling up the optometrists themselves? Who, who deals with so them there? I would go there. I would usually visit 30 stores in a day, uh, going into the store, asking to speak with the owner or decision maker. And I would always say, hey, my name is Julius. I flew in from Denmark today. And uh, that always opens up the conversation, uh, and uh, that that's really, love it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's really how we we started it back in the day, and and not to forget, you know, the e-commerce part, which is eventually how we really got further momentum. Um, so, and this is back in the fall of of twenty seventeen, where we um, we just started to to get at least a little momentum with Facebook ads and Google, but. Those two things were probably also stronger back in the day. I really heavily rely on content creation nowadays, much more than just gotcha. hoping that Facebook ads will will do wonders for you because they, they rarely won't and will. It, it's just really a difficult machine to get going. Um, and back then, we, uh, we had a little momentum with that, but then ultimately decided to team up with this well, like him or not, uh, this Twitter profile that was famous back then called Goldman Sachs Elevator. Um, and he really uh, had this global holiday gift guide going uh, where it, it was the biggest gift guide in the world back then. And uh, we bought wow. a, a small placement from him uh, in that gift guide. And that's really when we became a company. We uh, started to generate this very stable revenue throughout the month of December in 2017. And when we then entered the new year, we just had more reliable revenue, more steady income, a little bit more brand awareness that we could capitalize on. And that's really how we, we completed the, uh, the early steps of the journey. Amazing. Uh, how do uh, have you guys since gotten into more gift guides uh, throughout uh, throughout the journey? Yeah, and and obviously this is uh, yeah talking many many steps ahead then. But uh, we we decided to team up with a PR firm in New York called uh, MWW, and and they have just been phenomenal. Um, they they have gotten us into every major publication out there, everything from Forbes to Vogue to gift guides and Bloomberg and, and everything there is out there. And 
it, it's been a tremendous journey Amazing. with those guys and, and gift guides, especially around the holiday season, can just be a, a fantastic uh, funnel of revenue. Absolutely. How do you measure some of that PR that's come in? So you've been working with this company, it sounds like for, for quite some time. How do you measure the efficacy of, of the actual traffic that's coming in? Are, are you measuring like just articles, that like placements that you get? Are you actually somehow able to track where these people come from or where they find out about you? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, it, it's a difficult process. And uh, I, I think a, a combination of things, um, if you want to keep it very simple, the, the links that are generated in, in any given article, which you, you cannot request in earned media, with paid media, you can. Uh, yeah. But with earned media, sometimes or very often, they, they are very friendly in terms of including a link to a website because we, we are a pro- product-focused company. So, you know, they, they also want to tell the customers or their readers about, you know, potential uh, purchases that they can make um, some of the, the major publications will uh, accept a story with uh, some affiliate uh, element linked to it. So we can also track it that way. Uh, but the, the best product that we have implemented in, in our customer journey is the platform called uh, Northbeam, which, which is uh, driven by a friend of mine in uh, San Francisco. And, and this is really oh, awesome. next level uh, tracking of everything um, where it really goes deeper. It can track the customer journey much better and uh, is really where as long as you link all of your revenue up to call it Facebook, Google, YouTube, all the channels that are very measurable, then you know at least that the rest of it comes from the PR element and then you have a PR retainer that you at least can measure it against. So you might not be able to really track it down to the every single article that you get, but but you can get pretty close to and at least measure it against the retainer that you're paying every month. This month's sponsor is Parker. It's the first card built exclusively for e-commerce. Free up cash flow and grow your business with Parker by getting net 60 terms on every transaction. And if you don't know how incredibly life-changing net 60 terms could be on every transaction, you need to know that that is an absolute game changer. So please go to getparker.com to chat with the team today and make sure you told them that Jordan sent you. Totally. And without a tool like like Northbeam or Triple Whale, one, one, one of those ones, it's very difficult to be able to actually, you know, see what the efficacy of these different channels are. I love uh, MER, Marketing Efficiency Ratio, as a just a general um, idea when it comes to uh, marketing spend and then trying to dig deeper into each platform to actually see like, okay, is this platform actually or this or PR or whatever it is, is it actually performing? Um, so that's great. I absolutely love that. You know, it's 2022. We're recording this early September, 2022, probably going to come out. I'm guessing October, November, somewhere in there. Um, what's working for you guys as far as marketing is concerned right now? I think we, we decided on our journey, uh, quite early on also just to, to reach for the stars and, uh, Already a year into the business, we launched uh, a partnership with uh, the musician Robin Thicke, the guy behind Blurred Lines. And cool. um, from that, we saw what a celebrity could bring uh, as credibility for, for our brand. And once we did some A-B testing in terms of having him as our hero image and then taking him down again, we saw that our conversion rate was much higher with him on the side. And when mm. that deal was about to conclude, I asked myself, well, We've worked with this great guy 
what if we worked with a, a top 10 level celebrity in the US? Um, and I've always been a fan of Tom Brady. Uh, so I reached out to, to him as his representatives. And uh, in September 2020, uh, that's when we launched our partnership with him and his own eyewear line with us. And that really kickstarted revenues further. And having such an asset is just a great way to leverage his his name, his fans, uh, and hopefully also give them a product they, they will fall, fall in love with. Absolutely. And, and, and just create fantastic content with him and his team. Uh, so that has certainly given us a, a lot of way to really uh, capitalize on on a great marketing adventure that that we have onboarded with him. Julius, I, I love you and I talking about you know you sponsoring or uh, Tom Brady um, because you know you and I I'm a Canadian right you from Denmark yeah it, it's it's almost kind of it's almost kind of like us looking in like like looking in the looking glass like oh he's cool right <laughs> right Tom Brady I think Americans like him right okay yeah. let's go after Tom Brady yeah. Um, it's such a good idea. I, it's funny. I, I, I obviously did not do enough research before this to see that you had uh, him as a spokesperson or, uh, or that you uh, sponsored him. Um, that's absolutely incredible. There really isn't a bigger name in American sports than Tom Brady. You know, like that's, that's about as big as you get. So, um, what an amazing sponsorship. Are you thinking about more of these? Is this scalable to be able to to start to pick up some of these? Because if you worked with Tom Brady, you can pretty much work with anyone in the the men's space. I would think it's almost like getting you know Kim Kardashian uh, in in the women's space, right? It's like okay, well we've got Kim now. You know, everyone else wants to work with us. I'm sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, no, we we did onboard a a woman uh, back in in January, uh, a Swedish uh, former Victoria's Secret model called uh, Elsa Husk. And uh, that, that was kind of cool. for us to see all, all the success we had had with Tom. Could we also duplicate that and, and do it with a, a female version and also open up a female market for us as a company? And uh, that has worked extremely well, too. I'd say that as, as a general rule of thumb, if, if your listeners are ever interested in exploring these more uh, high-risk, high-scale uh, opportunities, it's it's really about making the the right marketing story and and a good path totally. for some some mutual work together. You got to make sure that the talent is not necessarily uh, economically invested in the business, but but emotionally attached to the project. Uh, it it can't just be a a paid uh, media opportunity for that guy, and it has to be a long term solution. Yeah. And I'd also argue that the talent needs to be. Uh, at minimum, a fantastic fit for any given brand or product, uh, and or else that person needs to be a, a, a just a, a top of his class in terms of a sport, music, film, whatever yeah. it might be, because there has to be somewhat of a, a pull uh, from his followers, which is just what you want to get from from these deals. Totally. So without getting into the, the, the like super nitty gritty details, which I'm sure are all confidential, can you walk me through kind of what these partnerships look like contractually? Like, like how, how, what are the different elements that you're thinking of when you're trying to set up a contract like this and, and walk me through the steps of like, who are you getting a hold of? Like, I think that this is something that, you know, the thousands of people that listen to this are probably thinking, ah, this is, 
this is different than an influencer, yeah. right? This is not just like, you know, your, your regular Instagram influencer. This is, these are real celebrities who have massive, massive pull and really have their own sort of orbit, right? So, so walk me through that, Julius. Absolutely. I think an element of, of any given person should just be to go for it. And that, that, that's what you need to have in order if you want to pursue these things. Because looking back at myself being 25 years old, calling uh, the, the reception of Tom Brady's uh, agency was probably a very naive move on my end, but I love myself for doing it. And um, I, I, uh, it- I love you for doing it too. <laughs> that's just like, that's the, the best thing ever. Like you don't know any better. Okay. Can I talk to Tom? <laughs> I mean, you just, you just got to go for it. And this was in, in May, 2019, I looked up his agency online, found that he was a part of this very small agency, sports agency in Los Angeles, uh, Yee Dubin Sports. And that's really where, you know, I, I just felt, well, why not just send them an email? And um, I did. And yeah, I think, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> and the following day, I was on a phone call with his lifelong agent, Steve, uh, who has been a, a great acquaintance ever since. And uh, Steve is, is very much the, the old school uh, caring guy and uh, has been uh, very, very important and integral to, to making it happen uh, without him and his presence and very strong approach to actually uh, caring for relationships. The deal would just never have happened. Um, but by February 2020, we sat down with Tom, presented him the, the idea, uh, designed some frames with Tom in that moment in the room uh, at his New York uh, apartment complex, and uh, off we went, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. Wow! Well, so I'm assuming you flew over to to be in person. This is pre pre COVID. So I was actually living in the US then. Uh, I had one and a half years in San Francisco, and then one and a half years in New York. And uh, that meeting with Tom, because I was going home to visit friends and family in Denmark. Uh, that day with Tom was my last day in the US before COVID hit. Uh, and I didn't come wow. back for uh, another one and a half years. Wow. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. So just, just generally, when you're setting up a deal like this, is this is, what are some of the elements that you're thinking of? Are these percentage of sales based on like these, these particular glasses with some kind of a minimum? Like, are you setting them up kind of like a licensing deal? What, what does that look like, Julius? Yeah. So uh, I... At least some recommendations on my end. Uh, you you want the talent to only promote your category, meaning that, let's say that with Tom, I certainly would not want him to wear any other pair of sunglasses while he's promoting our yes. brand. So yes. you want to be category yes, exclusive with these people. Um, that That's very important. On top of that, uh, yes, it's certainly possible to construct... Uh, a percentage of sales, revenue sharing, uh, a royalty-based contract. Uh, I'd say most people, including the talents, are always open to that idea. Obviously, it's also 2022. Uh, they want to get paid. Uh, so it, it's very hard to get around any minimum guarantees that you have to uh, enter into with, with this agreement. Um, I'd also argue that if you can get the talents to at least discuss equity with you, Uh, That's also a very good path to go together, also because it means that the talent will be more engaged and actually likes your business case if if you can get the talent to Hmm. uh, onboard that idea. So you actually can get them, you can potentially get them onto the cap table. Exactly. And that's that's then one more 
leverage point for if you're raising money, if you're anything essentially saying that, oh yeah, they're actually an owner. Yeah, exactly. It, it does help. And it also helps in just in general, in terms of raising capital that you have these people on board. Uh, one thing is that it, it's a great talent and, and people really know these people and you know, some of them are maybe fans. So they think, you know, that that's me getting a, a piece of Tom, uh, for instance. It can also be that uh, one, yeah. one of our investors, well, he at least told me, and this is not to, to brag on, on your beautiful podcast, but he told me that one of the reasons why I, why I wanted to invest with you guys was really that, uh, that I thought, well, if you have done a deal with Tom, I think you can also do some other stuff as well. Uh, and, you know, that, that's also a reason to, to do totally. these things. Yeah. So, so if, super, super interesting. Um, you know, I've been in the, the capital racing game now for a little while and it's, it's super interesting. People joke about that. Well, Hey, just get an NFL quarterback on <laughs> and you got no problems. Right. Which is essentially what you did, right? Like that's exactly what you did. It's like, yeah, yeah, we got an NFL quarterback. Perfect. Now, now the rest of the dominoes fall because it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire, you still look up to these people. It doesn't matter. You're still like, oh man, Tom Brady. How awesome. Exactly. I mean, it, it's certainly been a been a helpful factor, and uh, I don't want to tell a, a story about you know get an NFL quarterback and you know you'll be good for the rest of your life because it it certainly also comes with challenges and also much more scrutiny. You know, you got to really live up to expectations and and also deliver on on those that you set with with the given talent. And uh, obviously, you yeah. also attract a, a very uh, high level profile of investor who will also scrutinize the, the company. Uh, even further so it, it it just adds a yeah. layer of difficulty but if you can overcome that well you know why not go for it absolutely julius i can't believe we've been talking this long i gotta ask you the question that i ask everyone who comes on the podcast what is your secret to scaling i love the question uh, i'd say that the, the secret to scaling for me and and what we do has really been in terms of employee management I'm young. I've never been a leader in any company before. So this is a first. Uh, and, and I'd say that once you grow as a company and once the, the fun days, so to say, are over in terms of just gaining revenue, the business or what you do in the business changes, uh, meaning that you have to focus on what's important day to day. Uh, for me, it's really managing people well, taking care of them, making sure that they are well. Uh, because it's it's their jobs, it, it's their lives. So, you know, they, they really depend on you and uh, you have to really accept that responsibility and uh, be the leader that, that they hopefully appreciate. So it, it's just, it's different in scale one, two and three. And uh, right now I think we are, you know, past the creating revenue stage. Now I think it's, it's really much for me about managing people, delegating and making sure that we're very much aligned all the time. Yeah, I absolutely love that. One of the phrases we use in our companies all the time is like, hey, what got us to this point probably isn't going to get us to the next Very point. Very true. Um, and so sometimes that can be really difficult. That That's sometimes people, right? That's that's some difficult things. Is sometimes maybe this person, you know, can't get you to that next level and you have to have make some hard decisions or maybe move them, right? Maybe move them into a different area. But yeah, I'm, I'm so with you there. Julius, I got three more questions for you. I hope that Please. you are ready. All right. First question, favorite tool or app that you're using? In in all fairness, I'd say that uh, tools we, we wouldn't be able to live without would probably be Shopify. Uh, as that's, that's where, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. You know, where all of uh, or 80% of our revenue is generated. Um, so 
I'd, I'd like to, to answer that simple if, if possible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's created what is what we have today, right? I think without Shopify, a lot of us wouldn't have made that leap, right? Because it was just so easy to use. I know we started, I think, 2014, 2015. And it was like, Shopify was not the obvious choice back then, right? It wasn't like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to go with Shopify. It was like, oh, I've heard about this new platform. Maybe we should try yeah. this, you know, especially for the brands that started on Etsy, and we're just kind of selling crafty sort of stuff, right? Like that that was the next logical step. So awesome answer. Second question for you. Uh, favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Besides yours? But yeah, I mean, that's the obvious. That's yeah. why I asked the question is just to get people telling me that, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, and and uh, I, I do follow a couple of podcasts. Uh, I, and this is probably more on, on a hobby level for me. I love macroeconomics and understanding what's happening right now in the world. And uh, well, uh, I do love a podcast called uh, P- The Peter Schiff Show, uh, which is very, you know, uh, a, a, a good take on, on what's happening out there and, and just a very cool. uh, Austrian economic view on, on what's happening in, in the world. Cool, cool. That's great. Uh, last question for you. If you could sit down with anybody, you get an hour with them, um, they have to be alive. Uh, you can have whatever you want with them, some coffee, tea, beer, wine, whatever you like. Uh, can't be Elon Musk. Who would it be? Probably say Jeff Bezos. It's, it's just incredible what he in a relatively short time has been able to build with Amazon. And, uh, well, I am in the business of e-commerce and, uh, he's really the king of that. So, uh, kudos to him and, and, yes, and everything is. that he has done. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Julius, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sharing your story. Um, some of these, uh, you know, the, the story that you were telling was absolutely compelling. Um, I think people are going to get a ton from this. Where can people connect with you and then find out more about Christopher Cluse? Well, people are always more than welcome to uh, reach out to me directly, uh, either through LinkedIn, Julius Lankilde, Christopher Cluse. Hope I'm easy enough to find. Otherwise, on email, julius at christopherclues.dk for Denmark. Um, otherwise, uh, catch us on Instagram. Christopher Clues is our handle. Uh, or visit our website, christopher-clues.com. Uh, always happy to uh, give uh, people a tour of, of everything. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for your time today. Jordan, thank you so much for having me. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.